Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Today we've got a great malicious compliance story involving a deadline. We'll get to that in a bit, but first, let the kids work? Walk the line of breaking child labor laws? Fine. A bit of background. So, a few years ago, when I was in my second year of college, I got a job at a well-known beauty supply store. A red flag at first were that my manager, let's call her C, didn't give me my hourly wage until my first day and I came in to sign the onboarding paperwork. But college is expensive and I got my first apartment at that time, so a job was a job. One day I come into my afternoon shift and I see two kids putting out stock from boxes onto the shelves. One was about 10 and the other maybe 6 or 7. I was very confused, so I walked to the back room to clock in and asked my coworker what was up with the kids, and she told me they're her grandkids. Still a little confused, I shrugged it off until C came back from her lunch break, and I decided to ask her what to do about the kids because they were kind of in the way and we had quite a few planograms to do. They're essentially the shifting of shelves and products on shelves to make room for new products or removing old ones the company no longer will sell. C decided to tell me that she's watching them today and decided since it was stock day that she was going to get them to help and give them like 10 bucks each at the end of her shift. She usually opened and left a couple of hours before close, so that was close to about 8 to 5 kind of hours. Meaning these kids have been doing this for a while and just for 10 bucks. Now, our merchandise wasn't heavy, except for three to four different gallon-sized bottles of shampoo and conditioner we kept for salons, but it didn't sit right with me that this woman was basically employing her underage grandkids to do work for her in the store, and there were quite a few chemicals we handled that would sometimes come spilled in the box, and if we didn't handle them with gloves, we could risk burning ourselves. I know because I made the mistake my second week there and burned my hand with a bit of unknown combination of bleach, toner, and something else in a mishandled box of assorted hair products and bottles. I digress. So yeah, breaking the law and whatnot. So I tell her, and this is roughly how the convo went, I said, so this is pretty wrong and I don't feel comfortable working alongside these children. If they get hurt or injured by one of the shells or a spilled chemical product, then we can all be held liable. That sounded reasonable to 19-year-old me, right? Wrong. She says, I don't appreciate the backtalk, young lady. Those are my grandchildren and I do with them what I please. Not to mention I'm the manager here. Not you. So get started on those planograms. The pictures are due in two days. Me, still advocating for her to do the right thing, said, I just don't think it's right that you're paying them essentially to do this dangerous job. It goes against child labor laws and I don't think I can get my work done around them. The store was so small there was only one short wall slash shelf in the middle of the store splitting it in half, so not much wiggle room to do planogram stuff with kids and customers in the way. She said, I'm not repeating myself OP, mind your business and do as you're told, I won't repeat myself. I have a split second to think about what I'll do next before she walks away. I never cared about getting on her bad side because I never did anything wrong. She just never liked me for some reason. 
So I decide to say, wait, can you email me your directions for how to maneuver around the kids? I want to make sure so-and-so, next shift co-worker who's coming in about 30 minutes, knows what to do in case I'm in the back or something. C rolls her eyes, already annoyed with me an hour into my shift and says, whatever. 20 minutes later, I get an email in my inbox. Nothing but the subject in all caps. My grandkids will be working stock while everyone else does the new planograms. I gave the kids $10 to help in the store and have lunch in the fridge. And that's verbatim with a quick search in my email. She basically typed her own career grave with that one. So my little plan slowly comes into effect. I decide I'm going to email that exact thing to the coworker who came in, even though we've already verbally filled her in. But oops, I accidentally CC the district manager, who happens to be C's direct boss. In the meantime, I do as I'm told. I finish up what I can of the planograms for that day and on to the next day. C has her grandkids in again, same old set of directions. I have her send me an email feigning stupidity so I can send it to the next shift worker and accidentally CC the district manager again. Two weeks go by and it happens just one more time. I eventually get a call from an unknown number on a day off and hooray, it's the district manager. Let's call him Dave and he says, Hey OP, this is Dave from our district office. I was getting back to you on this email I was CC'd in a few weeks ago that you sent me. What is this about grandkids and $10? I explain everything to him, and of course, with the emails as proof, there's no deniability. He says if there's anything else that I find to please let him know. And then he tells me he'll forward all of this to the head of HR, and they'll begin the investigation. I'm feeling quite satisfied and continue work as though the phone call never happened. And she eventually did stop bringing her grandkids by, but not before the investigation was rumored to have started. A month and a half passed by, and I put in my two weeks notice because I found a better job and hated it there. She tried to fire me, but it didn't work out, and I came back the same day she fired me. Story for another day. And I get a call from Dave again, and he tells me they finished their investigation and found her conspiring to break child labor laws or something like that and will be removed from her position, but also found in their investigation that all five stores in the district got a complete clean-out of every level employee in the store because they found many of them were falsifying the rewards points, essentially inputting their own phone numbers instead of the customer ones so they could get more discounts. If this lady gets removed from her job and that's it, she'll have been extremely fortunate. I mean, this company could very easily report them to some kind of authorities and have some actual legal case, because God forbid they don't want to be liable for having these kids have worked in that situation. Also, hi, I'm Steven, and if you enjoy awesome stories of malicious compliance like this, why not hit those like and subscribe buttons down below? That said, our next story is, some supermarket malicious compliance results in a great deal. So, I work at the fish counter at a grocery store, one that's part of a big regional chain. Part of my responsibilities include signing off on deliveries in the morning, and then stashing all the fresh fish until I can, as rapidly as possible, get them processed, sorted, weighed, labeled, and out into the fish counter or the prepackaged area. Fish has to be pretty fresh to be safe to sell, so I have a lot of leeway in my duties. Or at least I usually do. The whole meat department, the meat and fish counters, plus the packaging areas, 
are all under one manager, Doris. She's a pretty chill gal (laughs) and runs a pretty good team. When she's not here, the head employee at each counter is in charge of their general area. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Storytime is sponsored by BetterHelp. Nearly everyone at some point in their life will struggle with their mental health, whether that's something stressful at work, in a personal relationship, or something else. I know that I really struggled with anxiety in my early 20s, and therapy was a massive help for me. That's why I'm a massive fan of therapy, and today's sponsor, BetterHelp. If there is anything in your life, big or small, that is negatively affecting you, get it off your chest with BetterHelp. It's an online therapy service that, after finishing a small questionnaire, will match you with a licensed therapist, where you can book appointments that match up with your schedule at any place or any time. And if you feel like you're not bonding with your therapist, you can switch at any point for free. Also, therapy isn't just if you're struggling with mental health. If you're looking for guidance or ways to improve your social skills, life, or relationships, it's a great judgment-free way of doing that. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com StorytimePod today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash StorytimePod. And any customer issues or complaints get escalated to the store manager on duty. Anyway, Doris managed to get approved for an extended vacation, had a relative getting married in Canada or something, so she left early last week and won't be back until tomorrow. This isn't a problem. Again, the counters are used to running by themselves on her off days or in the evenings after she goes home, so we can manage a week, no problem. One of the store managers, though, apparently decided we couldn't possibly manage for a week without some direct leadership. This guy, we'll call him Steve, decided that he needed to hover over us every morning as we worked, making comments on our decisions for how to prep, package, and sell. Fine, whatever. It sucks, but we can deal. Friday, he was off, so it was smooth as usual. The problem, though, is that Friday, some of the mackerel we got in was off. It happens. I mark it down and toss it. When Steve came back on Saturday, he was livid. How dare I toss non-expired product on my own volition? I got chewed out and was told that I was expected to process and sell every single fish we received, and that a manager would decide if something was too old to sell. Today I got my first chance to comply. Hey Steve, every single fish packaged and out for sale, right? I asked, making sure the rest of the meat staff were in earshot. Just get it done, is the reply. 
This story is great because at the end OP included a picture and said, Behold my masterpiece? It's one of those classic meat containers with a plastic film wrap over the top, but instead of a fish, there's just one tiny little baby like minnow looking fish in this whole container that says fresh whole snapper, total price 5 cents. Our next story is, stop bothering us with that deadline, we've got this? Sure thing kids. This story is somewhat fresh and I'm still smirking when I remember it so I decided to share. Some background, I, 27 year old female, work in IT. I'm a well respected and known member of the IT party circle where I live, so to speak. I'm not jaw dropping but people know me and I have a very good reputation. One of the things is that I got to the point in my career when I wanted to give back, so I started mentoring others. Mostly I mentored adults or those who were closer to me in age. Career advice, how to apply for different exchange programs that can boost their professional growth and improve their speaking and writing skills. The usual. But I was always one up for the challenge and decided to try and mentor kids. It is not a secret that IT and STEM are increasingly popular right now and more and more people want to get into the field. Therefore, there's myriads of boot camps, hackathons, and mentoring programs for all ages. So, I signed up for one such program as a mentor. Teach kids how to code with blocks, tell them what AI is, and how to develop an MVP. It sounds more complicated than it might look at first glance. Especially when you're an educated professional with a degree, explaining concepts that are rather complicated to children who may have less than 1 50th of your tech knowledge. I must add that participation in the said program gives kids credits and high schooler and can help them get into better schools or even be eligible for some university scholarships later in life. So only pros if you ask me. The only thing is that they must upload their MVP project to the site before the deadline. I was assigned two teams, primary to early middle schoolers, team A, and high schoolers, team B. Both had five members and the youngest in Team A was eight years old. I thought, oh my god, that'll be tough. Thinking about Team A and how I'm up for a tough time. Also, since they're so young, the parents of the kids must observe Team A meetings and my lessons and parents equal problems. Ironically, despite my worries, even with help from the parents, the kids in Team A were doing great. But the same can't be said about Team B. A little side note, with my mentees, I have two rules. One, at least one meeting per week, at least 50% of the group must be present. Two, communication. When I type something like tasks to do or reply to a question asked before, I ask my mentees to respond. Not even text, a thumbs up emoji will also suffice. We also know that red status doesn't mean much when you can accidentally open an app for a second and swipe it to clear RAM on a phone. So, team A attended all the meetings and responded to my assignments. There was a curriculum provided by a program to follow, and they were very receptive overall. When Team B started okay, but then started not showing on meetings and leaving assignments read but unresponded, I understand that they have a lot on their plate. Exams are no joke, but they disregarded my time which I will not be okay with. I have a job to do and mentoring in that program was 100% volunteering, and there was no payment for the mentors. There was, however, a very strict deadline. The middle of April, when their MVPs must be loaded onto the website for later judgment, I, even when pissed, am a professional first and an angry lady second. 
so I wrote multiple messages asking for updates on the project, with warnings at the end that deadline is April 15th, don't miss it. After one such message, the so-called leader of Team B, Sam, wrote to me this. Um, hi OP, I know that you probably mean well, but you only bother the team with those deadline messages. Can't you like, chill out? When we need you, we'll contact you and all. Just get off our hair and let us do our job. I'm sorry if that hurts your feelings. It is what it is. Heart. After I read that message, I was like, what the freak? But I did respond that I would stop messaging if that caused tension within the team. Though the deadline is still on the 15th and the site would reject any application that was uploaded after. Just stop, okay? Jeez. Sam said to that. So I decided, okay, I'm washing my hands of this. Cue malicious compliance. Since that message, I haven't written anything to Team B. I had scheduled no meetings, updates, or checkups about the curriculum or their understanding, and definitely not a written reminder of the deadline once. Deadline came. Team A uploaded their project with no issues, and their parents even bought me a nice box of chocolate as a thank you gesture. Just like the deadline came and went, Team B started bombarding the chat asking me to help because something's wrong with the site, we can't upload our project. I entered the chat and said yes, it will not upload, no, it's not an issue with the site. The deadline has passed, so if you try to upload, it will only show you an error message. I warned you kids, no extra credits, no nothing. The rules of that program are simple, but they are hard, no exceptions ones. Team B tried to blame me, saying that as a mentor, it was my job to ensure they would succeed. I reminded them that my job as a mentor is to provide support and guidance, keep track of their progress, and remind them of the deadline, which all of the above, they via Sam, asked me not to. And since I respected their boundaries, I did exactly what they had requested. They can sulk as much as they want. I have all our communication in writing, so they don't have a leg to stand when trying to accuse me of sabotaging them in the program. Tough luck, kids. It definitely sucks to see all of these kids waste all the time they spent in that program, and it makes me feel a little iffy when it was just Sam saying these things, even if like it's intended to be all of them speaking through Sam. But yeah, they asked you to stop. You gave them exactly what they wanted. I would say as a mentor, Either way, you taught them a very valuable lesson. But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. Now, if you want to hear another awesome malicious compliance story, check out that video on the left. Or if you missed my latest video, check out that video on the right. That said, I'll see you all next time with some more stories.